social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Petro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Again, I want to wish you, your family, a very happy, safe Thanksgiving. We do have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, we're certainly in a better shape than we were a year ago. Uh, some troubles on the horizon, obviously, the price of gas. Uh, I'm not sure about the current occupant of the White House, uh, but we do still have a lot to be thankful for. I hope everyone has a happy and safe uh, enjoy yourself Thanksgiving Day and Thanksgiving weekend. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by CBD Store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick, right off of 95, right across from Airport Plaza. Stop it and see Michael at CBD Store. Remember, mention the show, 25% off. And if you're listening, listen, this can be, the holidays can be a difficult time. People fighting stress, anxiety, maybe you have trouble sleeping, pain or seizure, or for your pet, Stop it and see them. They're also on Facebook. It's The CBD Store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick. Easy to get to right off of 95 across from Airport Plaza. And remember, mention the John DePietro Show. And you get, as a first-time customer, 25% off. They're worth the ride. I want to go to um, the remarks from the uh, the judge that was setting the bail for that Daryl Brooks, the demented, the Christmas parade killer in um waukesha listen to him this is someone that's been on the bench for a long time there have now been six deaths and i just want to play this this is uh setting bail for this uh evil daryl brooks listen to the judge in this case i have no problem with the bail being recommended by the state i'm an old guy who has been doing this for almost 40 years da's office criminal defense attorney 17 18 years as a uh commissioner both in milwaukee and uh now in waukesha the nature of this offense is shocking uh actually the detail i was not expecting here today that two two detectives not lay people detectives uh, not only tried to stop this but rendered an opinion that this was an intentional act you're presumed innocent sir uh, but that's what the allegations are. Um, and I've not seen anything like this in my very long career. Um, it seems to be a very strong case for the state. Likelihood of incarceration, which is the other aspect of bail, is absolute. If you are found guilty of any one of these, a multitude of them, it's a life imprisonment sentence that must be meted out. So I, I have no problem. I just, with, with that bail, it's extraordinarily high, but it's an extraordinarily big case. It's an extraordinarily uh, serious case with an extraordinary history of this gentleman um, of fleeing, of hurting people, of not following court orders, not following um, criminal laws not following just your societal norms. Um, so I know that that's extraordinarily high bail. Uh, it's warranted here, and I am setting cash bail in the amount of $5 million. You know, you can hear this is a judge who is, uh, you know, to put it mildly, not his first rodeo. And for him to talk in those terms, this is the demented evil individual that we're talking about and i also want to point out to you that keep in mind rhode island congressman david cicilline he's on board with the squad folks they want to empty prisons they don't want anyone to go to prison i like how um i was struck by how the judge said this is someone that seemingly just doesn't follow any laws of of society this guy this evil listen you you were purposely deliberately running people over and, and children and grandmothers and this is a sick individual that is not fit for society and i want to remind you someone like a congressman cicilline he won't acknowledge it he's on board with the squad they want to the breathe act would close all prisons and jails i know right now there are people listening especially in congressional district one who have voted in the past our congressman cicilline and uh, and sadly you're going to vote for him again i want to remind you 
he is voting along with the squad to close they want to close and empty empty prisons everyone at the aci set free everyone at walpole set free everyone at wyatt detention center set free do you really think there were people some of the demented sick killers among us people that go off the rails for different reasons do you really think that those people should be let out and then they have to live among us people like cicilline that guy is so bad for democracy he does nothing for rhode island all he wants to do is and he's got his replacement voters he actually doesn't care what you think of him he's already stuffed enough ballots in the city of providence uh in order to make sure that he gets himself reelected. but it is so wrong what they want to put you through put us through put all of us through but those judges words you know uh the, the, the detectives rendering decision this was an intentional act this wasn't someone that took a wrong turn ended up going into a a parade trying to get away from somewhere purposely running people down and now six dead and the people that were you know the simple nature of marching in a christmas parade that's how just uh, unimaginable it is but don't forget that that there are people you know cicilline flaming people up with the kyle rittenhouse verdict and now with this it's just disgraceful folks it's the john DePetro show remember visit our website dipetro.com and, and, and again i'm saying he's in with the squad and the squad supports the breathe act so to me it's birds of a feather if you support them then you're supporting that act uh make sure you visit our website dipetro.com there's also some great items in the shop for your christmas shopping uh in dipetro.com brought you by brood awakenings maybe you're going to meet up some with some friends over thanksgiving stop and meet them at brood awakenings location in johnston location in cranston pontiac avenue also providence 100 westminster and bald hill road in warwick fresh ingredients uh cozy environment and they are sponsors on the website which is dipetro.com brood awakenings folks you are listening to the john DePetro show if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention a drunk driver people texting and driving if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone call west fountain auto body 401 272 3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence remember with west fountain auto body they're going to work for you not the insurance company call them today if you were in an accident drunk driver someone texting driving minor fender banner even a nearly totaled vehicle call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 they'll handle everything for you the original the best and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is topetro.com. Joining me right now, he is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan McGowan, Roadmap, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off. You have a nice scoop, folks. Each morning, we're going to give the address in a moment. Get a free email. Maps out everything. Number one, that links what's going on on the Globe. And then also, get all this extra stuff that's happening in and around Rhode Island, I always, always pick up things and learn things, such as the fact that IGT, now, I believe, Dan McGowan, I haven't read this anywhere. This is a scoop you have regarding IGT and a uh, a lawsuit that they have initiated. Yeah, and the IGT is suing the, the federal government. They're suing the attorney wow. general. Um, and it's it's a little obscure, but as you know, IGT has, more than, I think, 5,000-some-odd employees across the country um and uh or maybe just from rhode island actually come to think of it um and they're they're a big company when it comes to um casinos and you know um online gaming all these kind of things all around gambling as you know i mean they were they're in almost uh they're i think they're in well over half of the states in the country with some form of um some form of either lottery or gaming and 
there is a there's a long time going back to the Kennedy administration a um a law in place that essentially bans interstate gambling. It's the reason why you and I can't go on our Rhode Island sports book in Massachusetts okay. in in bet. Yep. Um and you can't do that anywhere, right? You can't go right. you know bet in Vegas from California no. or things like that. And basically IGT is saying that the the Justice Department has been very unclear about both enforcement of that law um, as it applies to kind of the modern day use of gambling. Remember, all of these companies, you know, can't do do things interstate. They, you know, they, you don't you're not allowed to maybe sports wager, but you know, there's Powerball. There's all kinds of things that are yep. that are handled in between states. And so, a couple of years ago, actually, the governor, Republican governor of New uh, of New Hampshire, um, sued the federal government, and the courts came down on the side of New Hampshire on this. So, New Hampshire won, was able to get some clarity around the law, and IGT is saying, wait. You know, this is a much bigger problem than just one state. And so uh, yesterday, in fact, sued Merrick Garland and, and the Department of Justice. And wow. it, it's, it's going to be a major thing to watch. Now, my guess, based on the previous decision in New Hampshire, is IGT will be told, yeah, the only thing you can't do is run a sports betting, you know, operation in, in between multiple states that everything else you can probably do. That's essentially what happened with New Hampshire, but it's something worth watching. Cause remember, I mean, first of all, IGT is a major employer here in Rhode Island. They're a major company. We're talking a publicly traded, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, operation that they run. Um, and yeah, they, they just filed it yesterday. So we're going to keep a close eye on it going forward. I also just want to mention the listeners. I, I get asked this whenever they're in the news. And what a lot of people don't uh, recognize is IGT is the old G-Tech. That's G-Tech right. G-Tech people knew the name. Uh, it, it's just funny because just about a week ago, someone had asked me, who is this IGT? And uh, But G-Tech obviously been a big player and then certainly was uh, was in the news quite a bit. This whole business when Governor Raimondo, her final year now as governor, and then she was head of the National Governor Association and – she was kind of tied in with the head of IGT at the time, who was who was in some way helping her raise money for the National Governor Association. So that's right. By, by the way, very. I mean, you actually you raise a really important point for people to know. It, this isn't just kind of an interesting lawsuit. They're very politically, um, you know, tapped in, right? Both the Democrats and Republicans, you know, depending on the state and and depending on who the president is. Um, and you know, I think anytime you're suing. Uh, the Justice Department, it's going to raise, uh, you know, it's good, It's certainly going to get a lot of attention. So uh, it'll be it'll be in Rhode, in Rhode Island federal court. It's a uh, um, and so be really interesting to follow as this all plays out. They were situated. They were on 95 South. You'd see them as right. an odd location a little bit um, over to the Coventry, West Greenwich area. They then relocated Dan McGowan, I think. I think when Governor Kachiri was the governor, That's they right. relocated to to Providence, where they now are. But they're they're a huge international company, a uh, lot of power, and uh, the big big at the time, big supporter of Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, and, yes. and recognized right to her just her abilities. Now, Dan McGowan, in Roadmap, you always start off, uh, and I think it's helpful with the the COVID numbers, and we haven't discussed that in a little bit, but. Um, you know, we're heading into Thanksgiving weekend. They're definitely going up. And in the Boston Globe, in, in Massachusetts, the hospital situation, it's it's a problem again. And, yeah. you know, Governor Baker's aware of it. The hospitals are aware of it. The emergency rooms are a problem. It is. I know this is not what people want to hear Thanksgiving Eve, but COVID's, COVID's going to be a problem. I think it's going to be a problem over the next month. Yeah, and I think the, the Globe had a story. We had a story yesterday that, that Massachusetts and Connecticut are like the fastest growing states for, wow. for COVID cases. And you've seen Governor Baker, I think, has said he's not he's not exactly um, you know enforcing anything at this point, but he's kind of said to the hospitals, "Hey, you got to be you know be prepared. Maybe not. Maybe don't have um, as many kind of elective operations you know or at least be prepared to limit that just like we saw you know last year and and um you know certainly uh you know even the early part of uh, of this year um and, and you're right rhode island rhode island's in a i suppose a little bit better place rhode island's not quite as 
uh, spreading as fast as Massachusetts and Connecticut. But no doubt, I mean, every day this week you're seeing, you know, more than 500 new cases. I think in Roadmap today, I said the the test positive rates over 5%. You know, all these things are pretty large warning signs. And you're seeing, you know, that number that, that you know, uh, the average daily count you know going well above 300 at this point which is a which is a way bigger number than you know just a couple of weeks ago i mean i think you and i talked about this last week john governor mckee you know privately and somewhat publicly was really starting to talk about you know relaxing the mask rules when it comes to schools um you know he he definitely was uh, uh, really kind of ready to almost declare victory here. And you've seen a, a pretty significant spike. Um, and, and I think also, as you and I talked about last week, uh, you know, w- with him out of town or, or, you know, on vacation, I think he's going to face a lot of scrutiny because you're right, you're right. The cases are going up and, you know, presumably you're going to see this for at least, you know, the next couple of weeks. And, you know, remember the, what everybody always says about this stuff is, you know, as you start to see hospitalizations go up, unfortunately you often will see deaths go up. Um, and, you know, those can be a little bit of a lagging indicator. And so, you know, it could be, uh, you know, a very difficult rest of 2021 uh, for Rhode Island and for the region. I think it's interesting. His staff, they're already starting to put out a schedule for next week. they you know, already want to kind of keep him top of mind. He has been tweeting uh, from vacation, yeah. as a matter of fact. But um, he, he, they're already trying to, I, I get the sense they're trying to, you know, put it out that he's going to hit the ground running starting next Monday. Dan McGowan, what, what are you, what is your thought on, I believe it's a week from tomorrow is when Council 94, they're going to have that vote. He, he's definitely, the governor's going to find, I, uh, he's going to face some questions when he returns and starts to deal with the media regarding this, this bonus, three thousand dollar bonus, fifteen hundred initially, and then an additional fifteen hundred, which I find very interesting. Next July, which is one month basically, almost before the Democrat primary, but to union state workers who would, if you know, you get COVID. So if you if you got the vaccine in in the second shot, you get three thousand. If if you didn't, then it could be an incentive to get it. But now all the the other unions are saying, well, you know, we we want to receive the the same type of thing. What what do you, how do you think this is going to play out for him? Well, John, this goes back to the the Providence Teachers That's contract right. where they yeah. where they inserted this, and that we we should have been more. I think all of us, myself certainly included, should have probably been a little more vigilant or at least raised more questions about it uh, because not because it's, it was necessarily the you know right or wrong thing to do doesn't really matter. It, it was a matter of precedent, right? Yes. And and once you give that to the Providence Teachers Union. Then you're right. Now all the state and pl- state That's unions, right. and and by the way, the local unions, you know, are, are presumably are going to have these conversations with cities and towns. I think I know the mayor's office in Providence is is negotiating a contract with firefighters right now. Oh um, and so you know you you keep an eye on that whether or not that happens. But yeah, I, I think Governor McKee. Uh, sort of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, put himself in a little bit of a corner here, except for the fact that you point, you just pointed this out, and it's so important for him and for a winning a Democratic primary. Uh, this may make a lot of people upset broadly, may, your listeners, my readers, but for you know thousands and thousands of union members who might vote, uh, this could be a great thing for Governor McKee, and you pointed it out. You know, getting a little bit of a back end fifteen hundred dollar bonus, you know, right before a primary, so he can remind you, um, you know, of what he did for you. That's going to be significant. Now the question is going to be, you know, how much does it does it, you know, make everybody else upset? Or, and I wouldn't be stunned if you saw this, if you, if you started to talk about, you know, using some of this one point one billion dollars you know, as some sort of tax credit or, you know, everybody gets $500, some sort of, quite frankly, some sort of gimmick that, yep. that, that sort of buys off everybody. Uh, because I think that's the challenge that you've got. You, you're, you, you know, you're going to have a situation where he's going to face a lot of criticism, although you'll notice you're not seeing any of the other candidates for governor. They're uh, not, you know, really swing away at this. And why not? Because they don't want the unions mad at them. And so right. it's going to it takes honestly, it takes the public. It takes, you know, potentially a Republican candidate to kind of make this an issue because 
nobody, you know, everybody's bickering behind the scenes. Do you believe this? I mean, that's the call. Those are the calls that I'm getting, but nobody's saying anything publicly. No, uh, there's, there's over 15,000 state workers. So you're talking somewhere north of 45 billion plus Tim McGowan. It doesn't include the booster shot, which could be then be an additional 1500. He is sitting on still $1 billion in COVID money. So maybe it is going to be to the general public that every, you know, kind of the Oprah thing, you get a car, everyone yep. gets, gets a check for if you can prove uh, that, you, that you got vaccinated. But let, let's, let's be clear though. There's no real, you know, legitimate, um, reason why the COVID money should go to these union people just for getting vaccinated. Uh, Massachusetts Governor Baker, 40,000 state workers in Mass, he had a mandate. He didn't say, you know, I'll give you a check if you get the vaccine. So you have two states side by side with completely different approach on this issue. Yep. And two states, by the way, that are among the best in the country at doing this. Yes. So again, if, if <laughs> we can remember the, the various states that were doing lots and lots of kind of gimmicky things to yes. get people to um you know to be vaccinated but rhode island has i mean all we hear is rhode island's the best rhode island's one yep. of the best uh it, yeah this is you know this is a thing where it's it set that precedent for, in providence it meant that now everybody gets to negotiate it and what's the governor you know the from the governor's kind of perspective he's thinking well it's a good point we did already do this for for providence and yes of course he wants to be reelected i mean this there's no need for you know folks to get this sort of bonus um and, and, and it's why i do think you'll see some movement for because again you're not going to see the uh, you know an overwhelmingly democratic legislature oppose this you're not going to see you're not going to see the candidates oppose this. You're certainly not going to see the governor flip course. It's more, far more likely that you're going to see actually some sort of universal program. Um, and again, it, it will all be about just, you know, trying to make everybody happy. I think that's when you'll start to see real pushback because if it becomes everybody gets it, you know, on one hand you say, well, we're trying to be fair. On the other, it's just deliberate, like blatant buying of votes, right? It is, completely is, Dan McGowan. And and I am also glad because initially Brian Crandall, NBC 10 said, well, there's 3,800 Council 94 workers. And then Susie Yankee did the math off that. And then I tweeted out, no, you don't understand. With, with the unions in for a penny, in for a pound, when Bob Walsh is sitting negotiating something for, let's just say, these Providence teachers, it's not just for them. All the other unions, once that gets put in, they all go in and say, hey, East Providence teachers are getting that. That means Coventry gets it. That means Pawtucket gets it. That means, you know, North Kingstown gets it. That that's the way they operate. So and then then you start to hear the other unions saying, well, if they're getting it, then we we absolutely expect. Absolutely. Yeah. So and it um, it just becomes on top of of each other. And you're you you nailed it. This is this will become. You know, a, a constant uh, thing in any if you have an open contract, you know, in the next year or so. Uh, and by the way, going forward, because even if you just negotiated a deal, if you think about the you know, I, I think about Providence, Providence's police officers signed a very favorable deal uh, yeah. kind of just before the vaccine was pretty widely available. Uh, you know, you wonder, are they going to come back and say, hey, we want, you know, we want yeah. something like this Retroactive. too. Retroactive. So, absolutely. Yes, the money is there. Folks, quick break. A lot more at Dan McGowan, Boston Globe, right here on the John DePietro Show. It's fall very soon. The heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L., Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier factory authorized dealer licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL 
is an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navient certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 401 351 7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL 401 351 7600. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, you wrote an interesting column, and I like this. You contacted the campaigns, and I want to. Listen to you take us through. Let's listen without question. They can try to deny it. President Biden has some problems. I like how that you listed the poll numbers. He's at fifty-one percent right now, I believe, in Rhode Island. Yep. He he fell eight eight points since June. Uh, in in other states, by the way, how about in West Virginia? Senator Joe Manchin is well aware Biden has a thirty-two percent approval rating. So across the country, as you map out, he's somewhere. Either 38, I think, was the low, to 42, somewhere in that vicinity. And you asked the Democrat candidates for governor, what would you do to try to help him improve his polling numbers? And and uh, I, I really like the column, and you lay out exactly how they all kind of approached it. Yeah, and, and the answer, unfortunately, the spoiler alert here for listeners is they didn't approach it, right? right. They, they, they essentially you know, flipped it and made it all about themselves. And, you know, I wrote the column in a lot of ways because I felt like it was right to treat them the way they treated the question, which was they just didn't care. And, you, you know, asked all six uh, the the, who, the people we know who are running for governor uh, on the Democratic side. So we're talking uh, McKee, Gorbea, Magaziner, uh, Folks, and then the two, and then Matt Brown, the progressive, and then Luis Daniel Munez, who's a kind of a long shot, but he's a progressive. I, I mapped it out exactly the way I wrote it in the column. I said, look, you know, you just had a bad run in Virginia. New Jersey was in danger. The polls are really bad. I mean, again, the polls aren't really bad, like just for President Biden. They're historically low. They're, they're, they're in really bad place for, for oh, yeah. you know, you know a, a year, less than a year into your presidency. So this isn't, uh, this isn't just, oh, it's typical. And essentially all the candidates said, nope, nothing wrong. Uh, uh, the, well, I should say the four kind of leading candidates all said, no, there's nothing really wrong. As soon as the president gets to start, you know, really talking about infrastructure, you know, he'll turn things around. You saw a little bit more of a, um, you know, willing to speak out from Matt Brown, who predictably, right, he's the, he's the, you know, the far left progressive in the race. So he kind of blames this a little bit on the Joe Manchins and the Kirsten Cinemas, uh, you know, of the, of the Senate. Um but, you know, the, the thing is here is I think it's a sign of, of who these candidates are going to be in that, you know, they're not quite recognizing that there is a backlash right now against the Democratic Party. Right. And it is and it, 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 it is not just a, you know, a southern state problem. Right. No. Uh, it, it, I think it, I think it plays everywhere. Now, it plays for different reasons everywhere. It's not as though President Trump's going to you know, run for re-election in 24 and win Rhode Island. It's not about that. But what you are seeing, I I think from these Democrats, a little bit of arrogance and a little bit of, you know, the, you know, kind of not wanting to believe that there is a real problem here. It's funny because behind the scenes, after I ran it, I, you know, I heard from other elected officials who all said, you know, I wouldn't have wanted to answer that question, but boy, those guys didn't, didn't even give it a chance. Uh, And it was, it's disappointing because look, Right now, I, I think you and I, if you we and I were making a bet, I think we'd bet a lot of money that a Democrat will probably be the governor of Rhode Island yep. uh, next year, just based on, you know, what we're seeing from the, the Republicans or what we're not seeing from the Republicans. Right. And, you know, these guys, they're, they're just they don't have big visions for how to kind of change the narrative, whether it's for President Biden or, quite frankly, for themselves. You know, Dan McGowan, and, and on top of that, what I liked about the column is none of them uh, touched on their answers about, you know, people are going to see infrastructure, childcare. That That's not what has people upset right now. It's that you, you can't ignore the high price of gas. Yep. You, you can't ignore how expensive everything is in, in the grocery store. The, these issues that are everywhere and none of them touched it. And it sounds like um, that General Treasurer Seth Magaziner that, you know, and I, I would argue that there's a pattern here that he 
not only in running kind of feels entitled, but it sounds like they almost felt like above the fray, like we don't even have to participate in this. Yeah, I mean, I'll be just very candid about, about it. Didn't want to answer the question. And I basically said, look, you're, we're gonna, I'm going to kill you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point yeah. out how clearly you didn't want to answer the question when everybody else did, even if everybody else kind of gave non-answers. Uh, and then they came back to me and said, oh, here you go. Here you go. Here's our statement. And, and you're right. This is a major problem. And it's a trend. Uh, it's certainly a trend for, for Treasurer Magaziner, who, you know, wants to do, wants to talk about what he wants to talk about. To his right. credit, he's putting out a lot of, you know, you're seeing kind of uh, policy proposals from him. You know, he just did Newsmakers, I think, last week. So, you know, he's he's trying to kind of control what he wants to say. But you know, this is not a hard question, John. You know how these things work. You ask a question, you send an email to every, you know, communications yeah. director. All you have to do, it's not like you have to say President Biden stinks, right? No. You, you just find, you know, what's the narrative that I actually thought to, of all the people, and again, none of them were particularly good. But Helena Folk said, you know, I really think once the president starts getting out there across the country, you know, people will start to understand what what you know what has been passed and why it matters. You know, at least that is some level of advice. It's, it's weak, but it's some level of advice. Whereas the rest of these guys just very much kind of just wanted nothing to do with the idea that President Biden is in the tank, and that's that's a huge problem because there are people here, and I, you pointed it out, and I put it put it in the column. Look, even his COVID approval rating here, fifty one percent. You know, this is a place he won. He won by 19 points here in, you know, just a year ago, and he's already yep. kind of struggling. And so, um, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys wake up. And, and you just pointed out something really, really important. I think you're exactly right about this. You're saying all the, you know, the reviews of how the, you know, Republican won in Virginia and how New Jersey was, you know, really a struggle and why it looks like the Republicans are going to take the House next year everybody keeps coming back to we're not talking enough about the economy people want to know why their gas prices are high people want to know why inflation is out of control and you know all these other things build you know nicer roads it's it's great it sounds lovely but they want to know why their paychecks you know aren't going as far as they used to Um, and you're just not seeing a strong message right now from the democrats folks another quick break a lot more dan mcgowan of the boston globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health. But it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant It's my health. And inside, pop in, you'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay with your column about the candidates for governor. And I want to touch on these polling numbers. See, now, Governor McKee kind of struck me a little odd 12-day vacation, but that's entirely up to him. I I don't... um, I don't think his 59% that the morning console poll gave, I, I don't think that's real. And I'm going to tie it to President Biden had dropped eight points since June. And and a lot of the morning console poll could have been done in July before. That's right. Tony Silva problem before. Listen, the frontline worker protests go in his house. Say what you want, but it's, it's not it's not exactly good PR. Then plus, you know, now he's got the contract problem. I'm going to tie him to President Biden. I think he's probably closer to wherever President Biden is. And as you mentioned, you know, President Biden, he won New Jersey by 15 points. That gubernatorial race went to recount. He won Virginia by 10. Terry McAuliffe lost there. States along the country, right now you go to Iowa, Trump wins Iowa by 10 points. That's right. I think they are 
naive if they just think Biden is, you know, gold in in Rhode Island. President Trump got 200,000 votes. There's a lot of people that are angry out there at empty shelves, high price of of gas, uh, you know, all the supply chain problems and then just the cost in the grocery store. They, They are. There is the door almost seems the table set if there was a strong Republican candidate to come in and and basically attack Biden. And by virtue of that, you're then also taking shots at McKee. Well, I have so many thoughts on this, John, and they're, they're, you summed it up really well. A couple of things. Right. One, I think Politico had a had a, uh, you know, got a, its hands on a poll this week that showed, I think, Trump ahead of Biden in all the the five major swing states that they yes. Uh, you know, that, that that Trump would need to win back. So uh, I think, the, in fact, the only one that was even within the margin of error was Georgia. But but yeah. everywhere else, Trump was in it was in a really good place. You know, I think the thing to remember in Rhode Island is is sure. Joe Biden compared to President Trump is very popular in Rhode Island. That's fine. But keep in mind, Joe Biden would not have been the winner of the Democratic primary in Rhode Island if all things had played out kind of you know, in a, in a different way. Rhode Island five years ago wanted, you know, voted Bernie Sanders pretty convincingly over Hillary Clinton. You know, again, the race, by the time it got to Rhode Island was essentially over. We knew what was going to happen, you know, this, this last time. And so, yes, Biden, you know, was successful, but you know, the, the idea that a, uh, that tying yourself to Joe Biden is a is a successful strategy. It, it's flawed in two ways. To your point, yeah, I think a, a strong Republican could come out and just say, "This is the you know this is the party that you're supporting," and make a really convincing case on being strong economy. And then on the flip side, I still think there's a real door open on the left to be a lot more critical of the president. Yeah. Now the question with that is. You know, is Matt Brown the right messenger? I've always thought that that the the real path here would be like a Nelly Gorbea to become yep. the the real lefty candidate. Just to her credit, it's kind of not who she is, and so right. you know she she isn't gonna you know bend and go that way. But you know there there is sort of an opening for more, a, a, a refreshing voice, and I think it goes either way. It goes either far to the left, which a lot of your listeners probably cringe at, or it goes. You know, a, a republic. You know, a moderate Republican who could be a little Charlie Baker-ish, be a little Larry Hogan-ish, and kind of say, "Look, this these things are not working." Um, and you'll wonder, does you know, does a Helena folks try to make that case? Because clearly, what you're seeing with Governor Governor McKee is, you know, through and through trying to tie himself to Joe Biden. He's making yeah. the bets that if I, you know, if I stick as close to him as possible. Yep. I, you know, I'll, I'll squeak through here. You got to see where, where are these other guys going to go? Um, because they can't all be Joe Biden. If they're all Joe Biden, I do think a Republican has a really good chance to win next year. It does. And Governor McKee, you know, he did go to the White House signing ceremony. He released the photo of himself with the president. Yep. I think it's a it's a buyer beware. By the way, I'm not I'm not convinced that President Trump is going to run in 24. But I you, you did see. You know, the success of the governor, now new governor of Virginia, Yunkin. There, there is a path yeah. if you get the base yeah. fired up, but then, you know, you, you just, you don't carry all the baggage that the, the yeah, Trump J- train. John, I just, I just read, um, I just, I just finished reading Chris Christie's new book. And I, I've always thought Chris Christie's an interesting guy. I think yeah. a Republican who wins in New Jersey is very, you know, uh, matters nationally. I think for lots of the reasons, he's also got some Rhode Island ties. This kid goes to PC. So Chris Christie's a really interesting guy. And he he spelled this out really well in his book. Now he's getting a lot of attention for kind of distancing himself from Trump. But if you actually read the book, you know, he really makes a strong case that there are a lot of issues right now that, you know, suburban folks, you know, we always say suburban moms, but suburban folks in general that were a little bit put off by Trump until they went with something safe in Joe Biden are looking at it now and saying, wait a minute, you know, yeah. the, the party is is kind of out of touch with us and they are looking for kind of a new home and a new candidate. And yeah, I think that play, I mean, again, if it plays in New Jersey, in many ways, it plays the kind of the same way in Rhode Island. Jim McGowan, is Matt Brown, is he going to drag the party left? And, you know, it, it's tough because he doesn't seem to be showing up that well. We, we haven't seen real polling numbers. I mean, I, I know I, I, Gorbia, and I, I wanted your thought on what you thought of her 
internal poll. I I don't think that's real either. I don't think she's as high as she claims to be. But Matt Matt Brown, unless he starts to, you know, show some momentum, it, it's almost better for them if he's not a force because then he otherwise he will drag them left. Yeah, I had somebody in the McKee camp when Matt Brown jumped in the race that said that that kind of warned me and said, you know, believe me, like we're we're paying close attention to Matt Brown. And they said the reason why is because Matt Brown's the only one that will have a solid enough base who will not leave him, right? That that he'll be a guy who 15, 20% of the electorate that just wants to kind of blow everything up, that yep. is far to the left, kind of socialism driven. Um if if he's their candidate, mo- most of them will vote for him, and they'll all vote, right? Right. I mean, they, they, because they, they no they question do. about that. How, and, what did he get against uh, Regina in eighteen? Yeah, like thir- was it thirty nine percent of the vote, something okay. like in that range. So you know, it, again, hard to say. Certainly, look, if he were to get thirty nine, some of that of the is vote, just anybody but Gina. That's right. I mean, if he were to get thirty nine percent of the vote this time, he'll be your governor. Uh, right. That is unlikely. You know what you're you're seeing from the you know the partial poll that Nelly Gorbea released uh you know he was closer to to being unknown right four or five percent I think that's probably realistic um you know you asked the question does uh does you know do I think Nelly's poll or the partial poll that she's put out do I think it act it reflects I think what it what it does and it it, it is consistent with what I've heard from others in that it shows the race is wide open, which is easy to say, right? I think the race is wide open. Do I think she's the leader uh, or, or, you know, in that sort of even in contention at this point in that way? No, I think that you have mostly undecided voters. I think it's mostly a name ID poll. And so mostly most people are going to know who the governor is. And that's why you see Dan McKee doing relatively well. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's completely wide open and, and, for that, you know, it sounds crazy to say, but I do think Brown, with, with, with kind of a loyal following, as people start to get a little more familiar with the race, he's going to be the one. I mean, everybody else is kind of right now, it's if you're in the Helena Folks camp, you're kind of Helena or Seth Magazine, or you're maybe you, you want to give Nelly a shot. There's a whole bunch of people, of course, who are like, I, I, you know, I'm with Dan McKee, but there's a whole bunch of undecideds out there. There's a lot of progressives who are trying to figure that out. And so Matt Brown will go up as long as he stays in the race. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, on the presidential front, listen, President Biden, I don't care what anyone says, he's faltering. Plus, you have the controversy with his vice president and the drama there. And they, they you know, they didn't have a resignation. And her approval ratings are very low. There's a new poll out that they're already talking about 24. Most This is most Democrats now do not believe, even as much as uh, – Jen Psaki saying that the president's going to seek re-election, that he's he's really is a viable chance. He doesn't seem up to it. There's a new poll out that shows Mayor Pete rocketing now in the cabinet as far as name recognition within the Biden cabinet. Do you think someone has covered her? Do you think this is the opening where Team Gina suddenly says we need to step up our PR effort? Because in, in the way I view her, she's one of the most competitive people you'd ever meet. She views if Mayor Pete could be considered, you know, the a candidate for 24. I believe Commerce Secretary Raimondo wants to start to see her name pop up in the equation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think if there's a, there's a poll out this morning, or at least a, I, I saw a partial poll in one of the Politico newsletters yes. that showed who has like the best name ID yes. in the Biden I cabinet. I tweeted that out. Yeah. She's not mentioned. And she's not mentioned, right. Yeah. Which, which, whether it drives her personally crazy or her yeah. staff crazy, definitely drives her staff crazy. Yeah, I think you will start to say, I also think, okay. uh, I also think she is the person who is probably best equipped, one of the people best equipped to actually go, you know, out on the Sunday shows and have, you know, a real candid conversation about inflation, about, you know, she's already tried to do the supply chain thing. Look, it's in the weeds. It's very confusing, but they need a qualified, competent person who can relate to the public and say, here's what we're doing to fix this. And, you know, to his credit, Mayor Pete has really, uh, you know, stepped up and he's been the infrastructure guy. He loves these TV interviews. He's also, he does, he does them really well, right? When you do yeah. a presidential race, you know, you know how to do this. Um, I, I think it, what, I, what I'm really interested in, I was wondering this yesterday, in fact, was, you know, 
at one point you start to see maybe Gina kind of start to gravitate towards Mayor Pete and say, look, we're the kind of young future of the party. Uh, and you know, road scholars, they probably know each other relatively well, you know, let's kind of take over here. And, you know, because you are, you are, there's going to be lots of questions. Number one about president Biden running and number two, you know, everybody assumed that in the democratic party, at least that Kamala Harris would be the clear heir apparent. And there's nothing that suggests that's the case right now, other than the fact that she's the vice president. No. Um, Dan McGowan, before we touch on roadmap, I do want to point out in the Boston Globe, someone who has been um, on the forefront of this issue in North Kingstown is your colleague, Amanda Malkovich. She she does have a story regarding uh, why is it that more boys didn't come forward regarding this coach and the naked fat test. And what I I think that she also really nailed is speaking with an expert in, in Boston uh, who used some pretty strong language like predator, yeah. uh, like Larry Nasser, but what, what this person confirmed was you don't even measure the areas that he was measuring, which to me just confirms there, there was no legitimate reason for this coach to have these boys naked. Because according to her, you can measure body fat, height, weight, and then bicep. And it, it, was, it still makes no sense at all that this, this coach had, regardless that – I, one parent said, well, they should have said something that they didn't want to strip down, but it, it doesn't sound, there's no one that's come to his defense to say, oh yeah, that's the proper way to do it. Yeah. And, and I think the, the thing that Amanda and Amanda's most recent story that she like, you know, in talking to experts, they, they say is, you know, it's, it is just like, if not even more difficult, it's just like, you know, why women don't often, you know, come forward with allegations. Right. It's even in some cases more embarrassing for these for these kids like they're you know you can't blame them for not you know victims so to speak you know for not coming forward right you're they they have come some have come forward now um and you know presumably you're gonna hear probably more folks who are uncomfortable with this and and yeah I, i think you're exactly right i mean there's no evidence that this was above board now Again, you you know you want to have a conversation about whether or not it's chargeable and all those things, but just say it out loud, right? It, this is not okay. No. And uh, and the idea that that you know there are folks, I think there are folks defending it. There are folks that are, or at least like sort of a, almost apologizing for the it. only it one that I've sense. heard. <laughs> um, but it, it it doesn't, and and now we're gonna have to wait and see if Attorney General Peter Narona does anything about it. Folks, you hear me uh, mention it frequently, and it's because I do. I read it from the first word he writes through the birthdays. It's called Roadmap. And Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind as a Thanksgiving offering to uh, offer to the to the listeners, folks, you send a blank email and to, and then you receive it each morning in your inbox. That's right. Every week we do this, John, and every week I get a you know a dozen new uh, subscribers. Makes sense. And, and all you have to do, completely free, like John said, you get new stuff from me, this lawsuit with IGT, you get some analysis, you get my column, you get all the great reporting that my colleagues at the Globe, you know, are doing about Rhode Island specifically. And then, of course, you know, what's happening in Massachusetts and what's happening nationally. And so very simple. All you have to do is send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com and uh, you'll start getting it first thing Monday morning because we're going to take tomorrow and Friday uh, off. Dan McGowan, great job as always. Happy Thanksgiving and then we'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a great Thanksgiving, John. Thank you very much. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401 401- 6880517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brothers disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brothers disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. 
It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today free estimate 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 letter j j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company hey they'll meet their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed reach out to j perry paving get a free quote and remember no one's better for veterans to veterans than j perry paving if you are a veteran or related to one have them give them a call they may do their driveway for them 401-732-1730 find them on facebook and then the website is letter j j perry paving.com 